Hello and welcome to Did You Say That Out Loud? This is Marette and I'll be spending a few minutes with friends and we're going to chat about life and kids and friends and travel and crazy topics and a few memories. So I can guarantee that you will laugh and you may learn a few things about what brings people together and what keeps them connected in their relationships and their faith walk. Hope you enjoy. So good morning. I am on a rainy day in Minnesota. I am uh, at Valerie's house and we're going to visit. I don't even remember how long I've known you. Do you have a clue? We had to have met at Meadow Park, right? Probably. Did I have I had kids. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. I well, think I think because we in life measure everything by kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had kids or I was pregnant or whatever. Um, so I'm going to ask you some questions, and the first one is really, really simple, and we may never get off it. McGregor, Minnesota. Yes. You grew up in <clears throat> McGregor, Minnesota. Now, there's a lot of the world that does not know what McGregor, Minnesota is all about. So, in it, less than 20 minutes. <laughs> it's just a little town. Uh, my family has a lot of history in it. My grandfather came over as a cabin boy on a ship from Ireland. My grandmother came over from, uh, I know I'm going to say this wrong, um, from the boot of, of, of Italy. Uh, Italy. Hmm. And so she was, her name was Angeline Spicola. My grandfather saw her across the street and said, when she got to McGregor and said, I'm going to marry that girl someday. She was 16 and he was 32 when they got married. Whoa. And they had 10 children. But uh, the main street in McGregor is named Maddie Street, ah. and it's after my grandfather. That's cool. I grew up in a town of about 350 people. It's bigger now, uh, but it was the quintessential little town where you were safe doing anything at any time. And I just know of McGregor because you go through it on your way up north. Yes, and when I was in high school, I worked at the Dairy Queen, which was new, and it was a, at the intersection of two major highways. And on the weekends, we were, especially Sundays, very, very busy because everybody was heading back up to the cities. So we would serve those people. And Dairy Queen's essential. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's Dairy still Queen. there. And they've added on now. And they have sandwiches and the whole bit. But my sister worked there, too. But I worked with some ladies that were just wonderful and Learned a lot from them. It so was, what are the big lakes around McGregor? Well, the biggest one is Big Sandy Lake. Okay. And that's where my husband's parents built a house. I'm the highest cliff of the lake, and it's called the Jibbic. Ah. And, and it was a beautiful home. And they hauled limestone from Indiana where they came from. Hmm. They, they were stubborn, and they hauled it themselves because it was cheaper. But his dad made many trips with friends to get the limestone and brought two of his friends up there to do the work on the house. Wow. Yeah. That's so, dedication. Yeah. And I was uh, 14 when I met my husband. That's when he moved to McGregor. He was a junior in high school, and I was uh, two years younger. And we've now been married 54 years. Well, yeah. that's, that's a short walk down a long, long yeah. pier. Yeah. So then... The, the big question then would merit asking, did you like to fish? I didn't fish at all. My brothers did. They fished and they hunted. They hunted um, birds and they hunted deer and um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Uh, they were big snowmobilers, and mom and dad had each had a snowmobile when they became Polaris was a mm. big thing. And I had a boyfriend previous to my husband who had a, a snowmobile and took me out. It was beautiful to go out in a field where nobody had been and run across it in a snowmobile. So it's, it's just a quaint little town that has grown some. Many people who left McGregor have moved back to it. And the ones that don't move back have cabins they have okay. in the summer. So it's it's uh, it's in Aiken County, and Aiken County has a thousand lakes, and that's a lot of lakes and a little. And some of them are just named by numbers, like right. one, like two. <laughs> but uh, the most well-known lake around is Big Sandy. So is it true that to be called a lake, it has to be so big? Because that's what I understood. You know, I'm not an expert on that, but I think you're right. Yeah, to yeah. to have maybe to have a name. Yes, you have to yeah. be more than a, you know a third of an acre, and yeah. But there there were a lot of smaller lakes and a lot of uh, uh, little resorts around too. So uh, I'm trying to think what I, when we were in high school, um, if we had a fire, there was a lot of flat land around McGregor, and if they had. The wire grass got on fire. Oh. Um, the boys were let out of school to help fight the fire. And um, they were given some grace to go deer hunting, too. Oh, now that doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah. That doesn't happen Well, nowadays. it might in McGregor. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, it might in McGregor. So from McGregor falling in love with this tall, godsy guy, mm -hmm. um, you've lived in... I know you've lived in Minnesota and Nebraska, or did you live in Iowa? We lived, we've lived in Iowa, Indiana, and Minnesota. So you were not quite a Nebraskan. No, we you were, were down in Omaha. Yeah, we were across, right across the way from. So was it a Cornhusker temptation, or you were? No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But when we first moved there, somebody came to the house to do something, and. Well, I'm not going to tell you that story. I'm going to tell you the other one. Uh, on a Saturday, Jim went to the local uh, ca garden cafe to just buy some bread. And the guy looked at him and he says, what are you doing here? And Jim said, what do you mean? He said, why aren't you home watching the game? Everybody assumed you were a corn husker, and, and we, we weren't. But it was fun to watch. Uh, on a Saturday, if you had your windows open or your door open, you could hear you people could hear. cheering <laughs> yeah. from other houses with open windows. But uh, we found Iowa. Before we moved, a friend from here had lived there, and she said, Valerie, you will love Iowa. Those people know how to laugh at themselves. And we mm. found that to be very true. We were welcomed into the neighborhood. We were welcomed into our church. And we, we really did enjoy the people there. We moved there for Jim to be director of their library. And they were building, just starting to build a new library. And so he saw that through. It was a, and he got along really well with the architects. And they hired him to kind of be in a consultant on another job. And uh, we liked it very much. Oh, that's, that's kind of neat. Because that leads me right into the other, the other question is boys and books. So you have a husband that librarian, and you have two boys that are very well educated. Mm -hmm. So when they were young, did they read books nonstop? 
Yes, Chris was the, the one who read very early um, when he was in, they were teaching reading in kindergarten then, but we would drive down the road and he would sound out words on billboards. <laughs> Deacon did not get into reading until he became a real Bobby Knight fan. And his grandmother lived in Indiana and they liked to share the stories about games, but he became a voracious reader. Yes, and, and they love, the thing they love about their dad, and I love this, is that he is a lifelong learner. Jim is still always reading. I used to read more than I do. Uh, since I got sick, I, I have a little more trouble reading. But, um, yeah, they really respect their father. But I was real pleased. My son wrote a column once, and I read it, and he said... Uh, he talked about reading when he was little, and we bought them, we had them in book clubs, and he said, and my mom is always reading something. So I used to read more, so I felt a little redeemed because Chris thought that I did read more than I did. <laughs> so are, are books something that Jim likes to keep a hold of, or can he read them and let it go? Well, we have had a lot of books in and out of the house uh, um, for a librarian it surprises me how much he would buy books if he could but he uses the library where we are now very consistently he is always has a book going always and I have I found when I was younger that I was a happier person if I had a book going and I, I didn't have to read a lot of it but if I could read maybe a chapter a day it just made me a happier person I haven't read as much since I've been older, but I know my boys still read a lot. We didn't grow up with TV, so we could not do anything but read. Yes. Um, but I, I remember my grandma, she was always reading. She mostly read, mostly grandma read the Bible, but we didn't ever go to the library as kids. I mean, that we were on the farm. We didn't, except in school. And I would a lot of times bring big piles of books home um, because that was my entertainment. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the way, you quit reading when you start living, like having kids and babies and reading kind of becomes a privilege. Uh, do you do the um, books on tape or the listen to books being read? Have you ever done that? No, I'm not a good listener. I, my mind wanders. Mm. And so I have to have it right in front of me. I've I've tried to do some listening to books when I travel. Yeah, I, I struggle with it. It's just I mean I'm distracted easily. Yes. Yeah, and so you know, but some of them are dramatic. I really like uh, some of the Bible apps. You can they read the Bible and there's certain voices you can get. Yeah. and there's this one guy I think it's on Bible Gateway, and he is dramatic. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's kind of cool, but to ha hear a whole book like that, eh, yeah. I think that would kind of do me in. Last question, and it's the simple question, though we could talk forever. Um, you've had a liver transplant. 14 years ago. 14, that's what I, somebody was saying. I said, ah, two things you've learned from that. Just two. Well, I, I'm very grateful. And I never felt closer to God. Mm. And when I was waiting for the transplant, and, and I still cry when I think about the day. But that's the beauty of the gift. Yeah. To never take it 
you know, lightly into the depth of appreciation and... Um, I was very lucky. I only waited nine months for a liver. And the fact that I have a rare blood type was very helpful <clears throat> because when somebody, when there's a liver available, there's not always somebody who can take it because of the blood type. Mm. So, and I was, uh, I had a clot in my uh, hepatic artery af a week after the transplant and had to go back into surgery. And, you know, just surviving that and um, the care, I live in Rochester, Minnesota. I was a patient at the Mayo Clinic. I couldn't have been in a better place. And we'd only, we had moved back here and we'd only been here about three years when I needed a transplant. I knew I had liver disease. I'm not a drinker. It was all non-alcoholic non based, but I was just uh, fortunate in so many ways. And I still get a checkup every year and my checkup this year was absolutely wonderful. Cool. So I'm I'm have had 14 years that was just nothing but a gift. I know years and years ago cuz we were young. Um somebody in our church needed a kidney and her brother donated a kidney and that really as a kid that was wow cuz yeah. you know we weren't medical family we didn't understand all that. And then years later, when one of my other dear friends needed, um, I don't remember if, I think it was a kidney, that's when I decided I was going to be a donor and put it on, it's been on my card for years, my driver's yeah. license, you know. Um, you, you talk about it, but if you don't act on it, mm -hmm. by the time, if, you, if something happens and you're in an accident, they can't read your mind. Yes. And if your family can't remember, so put it on your driver's license and... Give somebody else a chance if um, if that's an option. When my kids were young and got their driver's licenses, and I came home, they came home, and I said, "Let me look at them." And I saw they had marked being donors, and I said, "Well, I see you mark that." And they both said, "Well, why wouldn't we?" I mean, they just didn't even question it. And my husband is, since I've had a transplant, I cannot be a donor, but every year on the anniversary of my transplant, I write a post that mentions that to people. I said, I, I tell them, I know it's a personal decision, but would you please think about it? And I've had a couple of people tell me they have chosen since then to become donors. And I'm really thankful for that. And it is a very personal decision. When I was a young woman and they first started doing transplants of organs, I just thought it was the most barbaric thing I'd ever heard of. And as I got older and saw along the way what it did and that people could do that and not suffer for it, um, I, I changed my mind. And um, so those of you who are listening, if you haven't thought about it, give it a thought. Do some investigating. And um, it is a personal decision, but it does save lives. I know about two years ago we had a my friend's son-in-law needed and I had the same blood type. And so we started going through the process. And it makes you really rethink. Yeah. And then he had someone step up from his family. And so we didn't have to go any further. But it was something that, you know, now that it's a possibility, do I really feel the same way I felt when I put it on my license? Yes. Because that was, I mean, we called the kids and kind of talked to them and said, you know, this is, what do you think? Because this yeah. is now... Not just, you know, yeah. this could be a reality, you know. 
So, but it, it's life changing. It is. And when you know, when you're in your, I think he was in his early thirties with three young kids. Yes. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, wow, what a gift, and and you know, it, it's 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 a whole different world to think about. But I think it's a way that we can, you know, everybody's a decision, personal decision. Yeah. But what a blessing to have you around, being mouthy and lippy for another oh. fourteen years. <laughs> Am I that bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, thank you, Valerie, for visiting. This has been a pleasure. Mm-hmm.